1: everybody, Ashley here again, uh, dealing with a lot of the same stuff, the same uh, audio problems that we were having before, uh, it was the same recording session, so I'm not going to take up too much time here, uh, just letting you know that we are talking about Neil Gaiman's Sandman, uh, it's kind of cool that now they've announced that there's an entire Sandman universe coming, I'm very excited, but at the exact same time I'm curious to see how Neil Gaiman has learned, if Neil Gaiman has learned, uh, since doing Game of You. If you would like to support us on Patreon, go to us at patreon.com slash isittransphobic. Uh, And once again, thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers who donated at least $5 or more to the Patreon. And those subscribers include... Alex T., Morgi Corgi, the NerdFit Network, and Sam Eaton, the Quantum Eye. Thank you all so much. Uh, So here is Sandman, a game of you once again my name is ashley lauren rogers i'm the producer creator and editor of the is a transphobic podcast i use she her pronouns and today i'm being joined by kelsey jefferson barrett and i use he him pronouns awesome so today we're looking at the sandman a game of you which is a graphic novel it was put out by vertigo i think right yeah is yeah, Vertigo as a DC Comics imprint. Um, mm. This is the third full story in the Sandman series. Um, and it's interesting because especially with this one, you're, you're used to, particularly for the first two, it was heavily surrounded by other characters, but more so Morpheus, the King of Dreams. And so this one, he kind of takes a back seat. He's still very prominent, but he takes a major backseat in this. Um, for those who haven't read the comic, uh, Kelsey, do you feel comfortable giving a synopsis of what happens in this story? In, in, just in Game of View, or Sandman in general? Uh, just Game, in Game of View Game for of right view. now, and then we can talk a little bit more about Sandman, specifically. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so this, um, story basically follows, uh, a woman named Barbie and her friends, And Barbie basically, through the course of the story, discovers that she has this land in the Land of Dreams, where Morpheus rules, that she dreamt when she was a child, or dreamt in when she was a child, because the the land itself is outside of one person. Um, Where she dreamt that she was a princess, and she populated the land with all of her friends, and she's basically being uh, called back by the characters there, because a creature called the cuckoo is trying to destroy the land and so uh, Barbie has a bunch of friends in in the house in New York City where she lives who get sort of drawn into this weird sort of mystical quest in various ways and it's you know um some of it is only in dreamland and some of it only is in the quote real world and some of it kind
1: of straddles the line between the two
0: and it's very interesting Hmm. it's an interesting story
1: yeah it's it's also interesting because it involves a very prominent trans character uh one who we'll talk about named wanda and i so i credit a lot of this comic with a lot of major milestones in my life This was actually the first. So what you need to know about me is I didn't read anything growing up. Like I did when I was young, but then at a certain point in middle school, I realized that I could kind of get away with not reading anything ever. And, uh, you know, I was able to kind of trick my teachers by just either claiming that I didn't know or I didn't understand, it wasn't very clear. And they gave me the benefit of the doubt because I would test really well. So, even though I didn't read anything, I was still getting, like, I was still a good A-B student. Um, and so senior year of high school, I actively sought out the same man because I'd heard a lot of good things, and so I started borrowing it from the library, and this was the first piece after, again, like maybe six or seven years of not voluntarily reading things and, like, cheating to read that I actively sought something out. Wow. Yeah. And then after that, Coraline was the first thing that I... So, I have very conflicted feelings about Neil Gaiman, but at the same time, I credit him very strongly with the reason that I read. Wow. Yeah. I still don't think he can end a story to save his life, but... he really can't. No, No, but honestly, yeah. Like, if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I'd be reading for pleasure. So... Yeah, so this has a very big uh, emotional impact on me, not to mention because, I mean, I'd seen trans-ish characters on stuff before. We've talked about how, like, we've covered a couple of things where it's like this was some of my first exposure to trans characters, and Wanda was one of them. So Wanda is like up there with the the Lief Schreiber character in mixed nuts. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I didn't have a, like it wasn't, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, oh no, it wasn't good. What is what is up with this audio? Yeah, it wasn't good. But uh, like if you're listening, if you're watching right now, can you just respond and let me know if you're hearing a weird audio gap or if it's just on my headset. Um, at, at any rate. So that's a big reason. Why is this happening? Okay. So it's weird because my levels are fine. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So with that in mind, Wanda, let's talk a little bit about Wanda. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Just general impressions right now. What? What do you think of Wanda? I mean,
0: in, in, yeah. In general mm. impressions, I have to say, like, despite like details that I may we may go on to mm. to talk about. As a person I really like Wanda. And I think that was sort of like the first thing that made me excited when I was reading it for mm-hmm. the first time for this, was just being like like she's got she's got that sense of humor mm-hmm. and you know, like I like the way that she's drawn, um, you know, and her hair's really cool mm-hmm. and just sort of like this friendship seems very genuine and she's a little bit like sort of motherly and protective over Barbie, which mm-hmm. I always respond to in any character ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I love protective characters, mm-hmm. so so like overall, I really enjoyed her as a person, you know, I enjoyed the way that she really stands up for herself, you know, she, she has a strength that I think is really important in, in characters because, you know, it's so easy to... And like some of the other characters I think fall down like too much, mm. and I, you know, not that to say that every character has to be strong and people who, you know, can't fight their own battles are bad because they're not, right. obviously, but you know, especially because you've got um, you know this house full of mostly queer women, or at least half of them. It looks like yeah, Like, you have like, Foxglove and Hazel are lesbians, and you have Wanda who's trans, and mm-hmm. Barbie is straight, I guess, and Fessily, or What's her name? Thessaly Yeah, yeah. Thessaly Okay, mm-hmm. I was like, maybe that wrong. You're not <laughs> really sure. Thessaly is what to think of a Cecily, witch, which know? is it's like coded for queer right. and so many things, and it kind of it fit for me. So sorry,
1: hold up a sec. So. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, like, a lot, like, all of these women are coded, in some way, queer. Uh, the only one, Barbie is the only one who isn't, but even then, like, she's just sort of figuring herself out. Yeah, she's, um, yeah. yeah, like, she's an
0: outsider in her own way, and yeah. I think, I think the choice to surround her with queer women is very, sort of, supposed to be intentionally reflective of, mm. sort of, the, the struggle for identity that Barbie's going through, whether or not she's actually, you know, if she might just be, you know, straight, or whatever, but, like, she's, she's responded to this idea of different identities of women, and that's why, I think, that all of these people are around her, Mm -hmm. thematically
1: speaking. Yeah. I... So, there, there are a lot of, there's a lot of criticism, when you look back. Like, Mm -hmm. there, particularly, I know that there was a really good Mary Sue article that came out basically talking about the character of Wanda, and again, like, looking back, like, that idea of, like, oh, right. Yeah, this is kind of messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a lot of messy things in the way that Gaiman is portraying Wanda. Um, I tried to look at a couple and take screen caps. Um, why don't we take a look at some of these screen caps? Okay. And let's talk about... We'll describe them, because I can't show them on the... Wow, that is a police act. All right, um, so the first two that I'm gonna show you are just, why was she drawn like this? Like, those are these first two. So, specifically, and these are two in the very beginning. Uh, like, this is, I think, the second or third page. Uh, in the panel, essentially what's happening is Barbie is just waking up and the and Wanda is looking like she's sucking a very large penis. Like it's the you're talking with you're talking with those cheekbones. I'd kill for those cheekbones. Well, like, is she trying mm. to give
0: herself cheekbones by like doing the like sort of a du- pre pre duck face before duck face was a thing? Like I, I don't I guess, know. I'm not like, sure. It just feels very sexualized immediately. It does.
1: Uh, And another one. And again, like these could be very innocuous, <laughs> but like. Uh, there's another one right here where it looks like essentially uh, No, I don't think so. I'm trying to remember where this was in Right, she's oh, asking gosh, she's... if she has
0: real milk and she's like, I only have soy milk. Yeah, and so they're talking about milk and she's like
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's it's a very weird one Like she's got her fingers her two fingers up if you can't see because you're listening to the podcast You can totally see all of this if you donate to our patreon even just one dollar a month uh, But yeah, she's got her fingers up in a V and she's like kissing up And it's just, and she is talking to the one of the lesbian couples. She's talking to Hazel. So I don't know if this is like derogatory at all, or if it's just like no.
0: My first thought was she's literally talking. They're talking about soy milk Mm. versus real milk, and she's saying. I think that she'd only want something from the udder of a real cow and my immediate reaction was like that she was like miming like drinking from a cow mm-hmm. udder was the only thing I could fit like literally wording like a- it into her. Yeah. I don't know but that, that was, was like a, yeah. like it- trying to make words and visuals fit yeah. together like I don't know that that's right but that was I was just like I don't know like is she just being hmm. si- I don't know yeah
1: and again, this is like the, the first we're seeing a couple of these characters, so we're not sure, like, what, what is happening? Yeah. Um, so there's, a, most of these, most of these are not visual, most of these are things that are said. Um, a couple of other ones, when at one point Wanda is talking about her love of comic books, and specifically um, this idea of Like, oh, I wanted to be a weirdzo, basically the bizarro world if you are a fan of Superman and the DC Universe. Uh, Like, oh, I wanted to be a weirdzo when I grow up. Weirdzo Alvin. Alvin, that's your real name? Wanda's my real name, Barbie baby. Alvin's just the name I was born with. Now I thought that this exchange was interesting on a lot of levels. like. Do you, I'm curious if you have, like, just immediately, like, what's your reaction, Kelsey, to, to this panel? I actually really liked
0: that mm. bit. Um, not crazy about the, the the way that it's drawn, mm. but the the sort of verbal introduction to Wanda mm. and this idea of the fact that, like, she and Barbie are clearly very close. Mm. And I believe that Barbie's, you know, questions are not... You know and it goes on mm. other characters will then go on to misgender or question the gender of wanda but barbie never does yeah. and i do believe that she's totally like yeah you're like a lady whatever mm. like i don't even think about it that much mm. but then you have those moments that it just feels so real to me mm. that like as a trans person you can have cis friends who are well-meaning who love you but who maybe just don't know that much about it and mm. you know i don't think Barbie's like, Wanda's not your real name. I finally found you out. She's yeah. just like, she doesn't think about what the term real mm. name means. She just asks it and it felt like mm. very natural. And to me, it felt like, you know, the, the response was a good lesson to the reader, maybe. Mm. Like, no. I mean, the name I was born with, it's yeah. I mean, not the way I would yeah. phrase it. But mm. like, I like that she was like, mm. no, Wanda's my real
1: name. Mm. I trust you enough to tell you what my name was before, but like, that's not my real name. Because I think you're right. I think that there is something very realistic about that idea of, like, particularly cis folk using the term real name because to them that's synonymous with the name you were born with. Whereas, what is reality? Like, we look at, like, uh, 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 Janet Mock's Redefining Realness. Like, what is real? Mm -hmm. Like, that idea of the real, the reality is, this is who I am, this is how I live, this is me. Why would this name that I was born with matter? The only reason that I bring it up as kind of questionable is, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's almost a sloppy way to make a character dead name themselves. Mm. Like I get it. Like this is what they called themselves when they grew up. Like oh yeah, we're right. so well, But like I don't know. I'm not. I, I feel like it's just a sloppy. Well, especially
0: name. when you couple it mm. with the the artistry. Mm. And there's. There's several different artists in the book, Mm. and I feel like this is the most, sort of... I feel like in the beginning, they want to make sure you realize that Wanda is trans right away. Yeah. And that that might be the reason for some of the sloppiness, is they're like, oh no, like, we're going to draw her a little bit different, and we're going to get that name in early so that you know, because this is going to be important later. Mm. Which, that feels a little sloppy and a little forced to me, and I don't think it's necessary. Like, I don't think it's like... You know, I, I feel like when cis creators make trans characters, they they tend to think that like, oh no, if it comes up later, everybody's gonna like no. go stop. But wait, that's impossible. Yeah. Like, you know, I have to prep you that this is gonna yeah. be a thing. So in that way, I think maybe. But I mean, like almost like keeping it from being a quote unquote reveal. Right. It's yeah. Which I can I can understand the impulse. Like yeah. You, you don't want to write it like surprise they're trans oh my god but also like I think the opposite can be really sloppy too where mm. like you need to know this right way because if you don't it's gonna be a thing mm. so I, I sort of like I, I was sort of aware that like oh yeah I better make sure that the reader knows but he, I also feel like, I like the idea that a trans person, even who, you know, I feel like Wanda is someone who's like, yeah, that's my dead name, and that's how I think of it, and I don't want anyone mm. to ever call me that. But that she would still have friends that she might be comfortable enough to say, yeah, this is what my name used to be, yeah, mm-hmm. this, that, that.
1: And yeah. and like, so I'm sort of torn,
0: like, Because
1: mm. I know, and I didn't take a screenshot of it, but she does follow it up, essentially saying, like, no, don't ever call me that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the next one is this one. Here we go. Uh, And I brought this one up less on a trans scale, but more on the idea of like the gender binary being set and being very identifiable. Uh, It's Barbie talking about how when she was a girl, her dad wouldn't let her read comics because they were quote unquote unladylike. Mm -hmm. And I think this is actually one of the better points in, you know, in, in the comic and in what they're doing is that idea of like, Yeah, there are still binary gender norms set up, and we're trying to break them down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, I I don't know. It just, like, did did that resonate with you at all? Did that, like...
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely noticed that right away, and of course we get a call back to that later at the Mm -hmm. end, when she goes to the comic shop, and the guy's like, what's a female doing here? No one with that small Mm -hmm. boobs would ever buy a comic from me. And you're like, what? So realistic, though. And and I appreciated like that being recognized.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like we're we're definitely moving away from that as a geek culture. But at the same time, like this. Well, that's one of the things that people
0: are so angry. like, The guys are so angry about is like women are coming into our spaces. Oh no! Uh, Not the
1: ladies. Yeah. Where can I be safe? Uh, I just want to be able to be misogynistic and problematic. (laughs) Why can't I? I just want everything in every comic to be drawn completely. (laughs)
0: In a way that's just the, for the boobs are out, so they're you know need
1: giant boobs. Okay, uh, the next one that we're looking at the next panel is uh, this is right before they're about to meet uh, one of Barbie's old friends from this imaginary world or this this dreamscape that she used to escape to. Uh, Martin Tenbones, I forget the Martin Tenbones. Yeah, 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 Martin Tenbones. And let's see, hold on, I was uh, talking like this idea of Wanda, basically after hearing the story of the father not wanting her to read comics, Wanda kind of responds with, I think my parents tell their friends I'm dead. And yeah. it really like, it, it tugs at your heartstrings, um, but it's sadly very realistic. Very realistic, I yeah. Like it's some shit and it needs mm. to be fixed, but I, it just like, it, it resonated with me as like a very realistic thing that some parents do mm-hmm. essentially say that, like, oh, our, our kid died, and I didn't even necessarily think about it until the end of the comic, which, spoiler alert, spoiler. Wanda dies, which I think we should, why don't we talk about now? Okay. Because in one fell swoop, Neil Gaiman <clears throat> kills his only POC character and only trans character in this particular set of comics, in this particular, in Volume 3, uh, he kills them all in one fell swoop. Yeah. And... Not into it. Yeah, no, that was bullshit. Um, I'm kind of sick of... I mean, we're all... Uh, we, we've been sick of it. <laughs> Everybody's but, tired of it. Yeah, everybody is tired of trans people dying. Everyone is tired of POC people dying to further cause. Because even then, the, the POC person, the, the homeless woman that we see yes. throughout... Um, she talks about her quote-unquote son, who was also trans or inside her, like her, n-
0: her nephew.
1: Nephew. Wasn't it a nephew? I believe no. she says my nephew. Hold uh, on. I think I, I think I saved it on here. Hold on. I'm going to, we're going to find we're find gonna find this. We're gonna find the exact... It's a race.
0: All yeah. My grandson.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, I knew the word son was in there, but yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, and we don't... Saving
0: it. up for the operation. That was it. So that's mm-hmm. their suggestive. Honestly, His was mom so used to it. say yeah. he was the daughter she'd never had. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting thing to say if you're going to say he, but um, also yeah. confirm the daughter status. Yeah.
1: So, and I feel like that's something... And again, like, I don't want to necessarily completely, like, tear it down. Because honestly, especially in the 90s, yeah, these were kind of realistic. Like, yeah. as far as, like, sh- like, people being shitty. But I think it also... Should be noted that like just because it's realistic doesn't mean that that makes it good, okay, or even necessarily great writing. No, it means that you have an even bigger burden to make sure that people know while this is realistic, it's BS. And to an extent, you really do feel for Wanda by the end. Oh, like you. I mean, you feel from her from the start, but you really like that is a gut punch. You are with her. She's but.
0: And it really mm-hmm. to me I I mm-hmm. feel like it was one of those you know there's this this fairy tale quality to these stories mm-hmm. um where it has it has its own sort of mythos and internal logic but there mm-hmm. is that sort of like similar idea of like the risks we take and that sort of thing and one mm-hmm. of the things that struck me very much about it especially when for the most part most of the characters are better rather than worse in yeah. the way that they gender Wanda. Mm. And then Thessaly and her moon magic happen. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, well, you're a man. Mm. Like, I called you she this whole time and like yep. confirmed it, but now I'm like, look, you're a man, the moon thinks you're a man, you can't come stay here, which is what eventually mm. kills her. And when they go to Dreamland, the three ladies go to Dreamland to rescue Barbie and the quote man can't come, mm-hmm. but has the important job of guarding Barbie. Her best friend, like, Wanda's her best friend. Mm -hmm. They go mess with things they're not supposed to. Morpheus is like, "Mm, you were bad. Mm -hmm. The moon being messed with is what causes the storm that kills Wanda. Mm -hmm. And everybody else gets away scot-free. And Thessaly gets away scot-free. And Wanda is the one who was killed. So, like, at some point... This character that I like, that uh, has a lot of spirit, that is loved by her friend, kind of just is just kind of dropped thematically. Yeah. And doesn't have like a journey that completes it in in any kind of meaningful way. Mm -hmm. And 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 he kind of brings it back a little bit as far as like Barbie's, you know, sort of going to the funeral and remembering Mm -hmm. Wanda and sort of, you know, dealing with her, Wanda's horrible parents and everything but like even if Mm. like even if there was some kind of acknowledgement of the unfairness i think would have gone a lot in way to soothe it for me yeah you know like especially because barbie doesn't know anything that's happening and she uses her her wish to help you know the other ladies who otherwise would be stranded in dream world forever and my immediate thought is like if barbie understood what was going on like she'd probably try to save wanda i don't know if Dream could have saved Wanda. Right. But like, some kind of acknowledgement mm. of the fact that that is wrong and unfair would have helped. Mm. Because otherwise, I'm like, so why did you do it then? Mm.
1: Well, I mean, I, I would also make the case that maybe she doesn't know exactly the real danger that's happening outside of her dream So Oh, well, she clearly doesn't. But and yeah. even afterwards. Yeah. I don't think she understands that the storm is a result
0: of what Thessaly did. Yeah. And like she very, very much seems to think it's some kind of freak thing. She doesn't even really remember what happened in the dream. So. Yeah. Which also kind of feels like a cop-out to me thematically. Like, Mm -hmm. I get the idea of, like, that the dream world is so separate, and it has its own rules, and it's not like all us humans running around, like, understand it and remember it, but Mm. it makes the whole journey mean less to me, I think. Yeah. Which would be fine if Morpheus was more of a point, and it was more about, you know, dreams, life, and his experience of these people, but it's not. Like, he's... Mm we don't know what he's thinking in this. We're not focusing on him. We're focusing on them. And I'm like, so what exactly was the point? Like, why did Barbie go through all this? Like, it's just a series of weird events that happen because the dream world works strangely mm-hmm. and he's kind of like Barbie this is kind of your fault, but how could it possibly be if she doesn't understand anything that's going on?
1: Yeah
0: like you made the cuckoo, it's your fault but also like that's just the way that things are. Mm. So there I was left feeling with this sort of sense of like well nothing really matters and it's all kind of like magical chance and mm. yeah it's unfair that Wanda died and um, the the other character who I forget the name of. Um, dies and everybody else doesn't, but that's the story. Yeah. Which I think speaks a little bit to your comment
1: that he doesn't really know how to end the story. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this one I feel like has a decent-ish ending, if you remove a lot of the problematic stuff that we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Specifically the idea of kill your gays, but what I think this, like, And I think the reason that I'm kind of like stuck on this is because in that moment, the moment that like there's there's a couple of things like at one point she busts in with like uh, at one point Wanda I think exits her apartment and Hazel remarks that uh she's got oh my god that is the worst moment of the entire
0: the entire thing for sure Mm. and like both, I think, from just sort of like a general standpoint of like, why is this in here, this weird mm. t- trans-antagonistic thing? Mm. But also like Hazel's character? Like yeah. what does she say? You have a thingy, and points oh. at it. Like, is Hazel five? Like, I know she's a lesbian, <laughs> but she knows the word. like, what? Yeah. I didn't- I, I thought Hazel was handled about as badly go. as Wanda. Uh,
1: yeah. Like, you've got a thingy. Yeah, literally, you've got a thingy. You've got a thingy?! But the thing is, so here's the thing, I am so conflicted because, honestly, Wanda is responding with great responses. Yes, like, every single response yeah. she has is brilliant. And I'm like, you get him girl. <laughs> but, and I'm happy that the, the homeless woman character... Definitely like sides with her and Mm -hmm. is with her and there's still problems But like yeah, but at the same time it would have been nice to have one of the other characters be able to stand up for her and say like Hey, this is what it is Uh, But like in this case uh, Hazel didn't anyone ever tell you that it's not polite to draw attention to a lady's shortcomings Which okay? Like but that's a very Wanda thing to say. Yeah, as far as the I character. mean like if we wanna like, sort of okay. accept
0: the world yeah. of Wanda, like yeah. she she's got a very specific sense mm-hmm. of like herself and the person she wants to be and I mm-hmm. don't think that like, you know, in a vac like I don't think there's anything wrong with that until you yeah. sort of start extrapolating about like, okay, well mm. you know I feel like if everything else was great, this, yeah, would be, yeah. this would
1: just be a, like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah. that's Wanda. i like, I can see but, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, yeah.
0: And I do like that because, you know, Wanda does have all those snappy things. Mm. And that, like, you know, mm. she's not like, oh my god, I have to run away and like put on a robe now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she's got a certain se- sense of self-confidence that... You know, she's expressed the idea that she, like, really wants, you know, to have bottom surgery, and mm-hmm. that's a thing she cares about, but she's also like, yeah, and this is me and my panties, and we're busy now, and I'm yeah. not gonna worry about it, which I kind of like. Well, she's also appreciate.
1: scared about having the surgery, yes. with the surgery, which I actually really oh, I like it's, identify with that it's one of those things where, like, it's absolutely, yeah, that's a truth. And I think it's a truth that people don't understand, is that like, yeah, it's an invasive surgery, like any of the surgeries that you may opt to get are invasive surgeries and they're very, they can be terrifying, they can have lot oh, of awesome yeah. effects. And absolutely. as much as people like to use that as a defense to never get them, like for those of us that are actually trying to live it and trying to figure ourselves out and what we need for our bodies, it is a terrifying prospect. Um, but, I wish that the message also contained a, hey, you're still a woman. Like, yes. that's kind of there, because they still treat her like a woman, but then it gets undermined by well, all of okay. these, like, Well, okay, and so yeah. I, I'm
0: actually really interested because okay. I'm I'm conflicted on, mm. I think that there are both ways. There are some things mm. that are pretty good, and there are some things that are definitely bad. Yeah. But as far as the overall message, mm. the two things that struck me the most are... The bit, the conversation she has with George the face on the wall, yeah, about how the moon and the gods recognize chromosomes rather than whatever you want to pretend you are or however you phrase it, oh, yeah. using something I, like I think you know, what you want to be or something mm-hmm. like that. But then, and, and I was really, really angry about that, and I still mm. don't like it. Mm. But in the dream that Barbie has at the end of the whole thing mm. where she sees this sort of like what I interpret to be Wanda's idealized version of her own self mm. standing next to death yeah, together like happy and like mm. went a long way to easing the sting of that for me mm. because you can tell me like I don't care what the moon thinks if death is on her side that's like mm. girl yeah like mm. she clearly doesn't have some kind of like weird like Faux science gender binary idea,
1: mm.
0: you know, and and it's very seems very clear to me that whether this is something that death mm. does for people or if it's something that people have the power to be themselves in, mm. you know, once they're gone, like either way, like that to me says that that is more truth than any of the other characters' interpretations of it, mm. and whether that. Co- like, I feel like that's the message that is intended, at least. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel better. Like, I still didn't love it, but I was less upset about it mm-hmm. than I was before I read that bit.
1: I'm I'm a little... I actually just have a very conflicted feeling about the the idea of, like, A, I mean, we're always going to have a conflict about the fact that they just killed the only trans character yes. in the entire like, there's, comic like, book. like, it would be better but, if she lived. No yeah. question. But also, I don't know. I kind of... Would have rather she looked the same and happy mm-hmm. only because it is one of those things where it's like, alright, it's it's this is the direction that uh, Wanda has an idealized version of herself, and so Barbie is seeing Wanda in the idealized version of of her. But it just I don't know, like I'm I'm and I maybe it's just a preference, but I just really wish yeah. it was more of a you're good enough. Yeah, I would agree with that. I I feel like those two
0: things for me are like Mm. separate Mm. issues. Mm. Like there's the thematic idea of who recognizes Wanda's Mm. true self and how far. Mm. And also the general choice of portraying a trans person in the sort of traditional born in the wrong body, you know, if you could wave a magic wand, you Mm. would be a cis female and and so
1: like yeah like that idea of like cis is what we're trying to achieve
0: right and but on the other hand yeah. like there are some people who for whom the born in the bon- wrong body narrative still resonates like despite the fact that it is sort of like a cis medical gatekeeping thing mm. like the trans spectrum can cover all of those things and i do think there are some people who really do you know have extreme dysphoria who really you know might feel that way Mm. Yeah, so yeah,
1: like it's 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 a complicated mm. thing and There it is but like
0: right and then you're running into the problem of she's not the main character Mm -hmm. So you're not getting as much information about her and you're running into the problem of there's only ever one trans person in everything So you're Mm -hmm. only getting one representation, which is sort of like a larger shortcoming so kind of like, I kind of change my mind, and it, it depends on sort of, like, what mood I'm in, and, like, mm-hmm. how forgiving I want to be, but also, like, mm-hmm. you know, when things happen that sort of, you know, mm. the fact that Wanda's comebacks are so great, as you said, yeah. like, make me less upset that he sort of did this traditional thing where, it, the, with the sort of born and the b- wrong body
1: mm. sense and all that stuff. Mm. I, I've just pulled up for Kelsey and I the moment, uh, essentially like one of the major moments where she's talking to the face that has been nailed to the wall, uh, and also that I don't. What sent the the body? Was it something from the dreamscape? Okay. Or was it like as I far as I understand like, it? And
0: and and this is where I mm. wish I I had actually read the rest of Sandman, and I mm. may actually do that because I feel like there might be something in the world building and rules mm. that explain this a little more. But as far as I understand it. The man George
1: mm-hmm. was
0: a real regular person, mm. and the birds inside of him were like dream birds that got sent somehow and became mm. a part of him. Mm. So that like he is a real person in our world, but then he becomes mm. sort of infected with this magical cuckoo thing.
1: Yeah, oh, the cuckoo thing. Yeah. So the reason the reason I bring it up is because okay, like I've seen essentially he's saying like I've seen death. I'm I'm from beyond. I know things. And he's talking with Wanda, and we just assume that he's absolutely correct. But right. it's but where yeah. where did he actually go? Like we don't really know.
0: Right. Well, so, he's dead, and mm. so his spirit went to death, and then I guess got temporarily recalled to, into his dead face, nailed yeah. to the wall, so that he can talk to them. So mm. I I guess yeah, the sense would be that as a dead person, he has some greater knowledge of. Mm the other worlds then and maybe also from the cuckoos who lived inside him it's not
1: clear yeah but yeah like and and so like he's focused on chromosomes in the operation like uh here's like i I really it's still base but i wish that like there was a little bit more than just the base uh wanda essentially responds like i'm not a man listen I've had electrolysis, I'm taking hormones, all that's left is just a little lump of flesh. But all that doesn't matter, inside, I'm a woman. And I don't hate it, but it's still very, like, base level. Like, you don't need the electrolysis, you don't need the hormones. Right. Well, and I think -hmm.
0: think that you're Mm -hmm. running into, and Mm -hmm. and I think the Mm -hmm. reason that I want to give it sort of a more forgiving eye is I do feel like, the the intent behind and the message behind is good. It's the knowledge of, and I think this speaks as much to, you know, you run into this problem a lot of times with people who want to be trans-positive, but who are kind of stuck in a gender binary way of thinking. Mm. And I was actually, I was reading, uh, I think just on NeilGaiman.com a bit where Neil Gaiman talks about how all his books have genders, Mm. and Like, literally, I forget Mm. which ones he said were which, but like, like, Neverwhere is a boy. Like, Mm. the the book is a boy. Mm. And, like, this, like, Sandman, he classified into, like, the boy stories and the girl stories, and this is a girl story, Mm. and that's why all the characters are girls, and it's, and he, I think he said something to the effect of, like, it's not the only thing, but, you know, the main character is a driving force, Mm. the gender of the story, and I think that I think that I get a feeling, you know, when I just sort of absorb it of mm. trans-positivity and, you know, wanting to do right and coming from a genuine place mm. and just falling down in this sense of what is gender and gender binary and this idea that, like,
1: mm.
0: it's, like, I-, I believe Neil Gaiman, when he says Inside Wanda
1: is a woman. Mm. Like,
0: I-, I believe that he agrees with
1: her. Mm. Or even but if he's think... using the same words that, like, are still very, like... Right. Limited, yeah. right? Is, and I don't li- think that he's, he... yeah, yeah. Mm. and that—that's the
0: yeah. feeling I get, mm. and and but then of course you run into all these problems, like you said, mm. like like I don't think even if Wanda wants those things, mm. you know, and even if she, you know, has an idealized version of herself that is closer mm. to what she would say as a cis woman or whatever, like I still like mm. the the point at which she's like. Using these things as a justification mm. feels wrong and and mm. kind of throws them And even within like three panels you'll get she'll say something that I'm like that's really not what being trans is And that's really awful and then like two panels later. She'll say something that I think it's pretty close mm. um, And it's it's really awkward mm. You know and then she goes on to tell like like he's like well the gods carry out your chromosomes and she's like well The gods can shove it up their butt.
1: Yeah And I'm like, I don't hate that. (laughs) But I
0: think chromosomes is the wrong
1: choice. Mm. I think that... Oh, there we go. Uh, Let's see. So George on the wall says, It's like uh, gender isn't something you can pick and choose as uh, far as uh, the gods are concerned. And Wanda just goes right at him and says, Well, that's something the gods can take up and can take and... Wait, hold on. Fuck. Well, that's something the gods can take and stuff up their sacred recta. I know what I am. Like that's Flicky. beautiful, yeah. and okay. I totally buy mm. like mm. that. The
0: gods in this universe can mm. be just as prejudiced and bullshit as anyone else. Yeah. Like I kind of like love, the, in mm. a way, the idea that the moon is the turf. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I buy that. Yeah. And you know, you're very used to hearing like, you know, well, that sort, sort of like, that. you know, periods are what mm-hmm. make you a woman mm-hmm. and your ability to have a child is makes mm-hmm. you a woman and you're connected to the earth and the earth mm-hmm. is female and the sky is male. And, like all that stuff is mm-hmm. very old and sort of come back in this like weird new age sort of reclamation of you mm-hmm. know, weird femininity. And I'm like, I don't think that it's. Put well, I think mm. that saying the gods care about your chromosomes is stupid. Yeah, but if you wanted to find a slightly less like gender binary, you know, body focused way to say mm. something like that, I wouldn't hate it. Especially when we yeah. get the fact that death is clearly like no, that's not true. Yeah, I
1: mean, death is just like, like you're like the moon
0: is just a turfy bitch. Mm-hmm. Like
1: cool, I. I, I I don't, well, and, and I think yeah. a lot of that stems from, and this is a thing that I, ha- I talk with a lot of young trans folk about, is this idea of like the, the term second-wave feminist being immediately turfy and evil. And it's, there's a lot that everyone, like particularly uh, women-identified folks, but like everyone gained from second-wave feminism. There's a lot of good stuff mm-hmm. to come out of second-wave feminism. And unfortunately, one of the largest vocal... They were a very vocal minority, but like one of the largest that people tend to remember is this turfy logic. Yeah. Is this idea of, uh, like, you know, because that's that's just unfortunately how it kind of came down. That's what people remembered. And Mm -hmm. this feels very like end of the second wave style. Yeah. Of that particular sect of second wave feminism. Mm -hmm. But again, looked at as if it's, you know, from an outsider, from Neil Gaiman, from someone who didn't grow up a woman, but is still very, still very decent about looking into those issues, it's kind of on the outside seeing like, okay, I think this is what they're talking about with this stuff. How can I both incorporate it and sort of be, yeah, like, I don't know, I I don't exactly know where I was going, but it feels very like the, the, that kind of like clash between the second wave feminism and the trans-positive, aspect of second wave feminism yes yeah I, I would agree with that mm-hmm. and I
0: think that because like a lot of you know the sort of like fantasy mythology around witches and magic and female mm-hmm. stuff is also like it, it the language of it and the and the magic of it is mm-hmm. already tied up in the same language as that sort of you know second wave like mm-hmm. moon's blood and the moon and Female power and it comes from a very different place than male power. Like mm. it's it's a tr- it's an easy trap to fall into because it's already set up that way. Mm. And and I think that's a lot of the times like the reason that second wave feminism can kind of go that way too. Because mm. like as you're trying to sort of reclaim things that have been you know the reason that they invented witches so they could stop you know women doctors from mm. doing things and that was very much tied up in biology in so far as that, you know, people were being sorted into the second category, no one cared about, you know, the health of those they deemed women, and that Mm. sort of thing, so... It gets really muddy really quickly, and I think Mm. that all of those pitfalls are here Mm. for him to sort of fall into over and over again. And and gender-wise, and like, the, kid, the character of Hazel is incredibly problematic. Yeah. Like, okay, like, so she's a lesbian, so she doesn't understand what straight sex is, mm-hmm. what pregnancy is, what a penis is. Mm-hmm. Like, she has no knowledge,
1: and I'm like, I mean, I gotta, I, I will say, the only thing, because I, I know exactly where we are going with that, and... To, like I feel like there are still a lot of people who particularly if it's not the type of sex that you're actually actively seeking out, you don't necessarily need to be as what do you call it, uh, as, as educated. Right. On and it. as we but, know, yeah. there are plenty
0: right. of, you know, cis straight females who have never been educated on how their bodies work or how sex works either. So yeah. it's like it's not like Like
1: there's, there's still people that family. believe if you pull out that's a great way of Right, uh, not right. Not getting her pregnant, so not getting yeah. them pregnant, so to speak. But so I, so some of that I kind of I bought, like I was like, okay. Yeah. And even then, like there's there's a one moment where, and I, I screen it because, and this is not like a super recent revelation, but within like the last five years, it was like this idea of uh, it was all fast, it was dumb. I mean, it was kind of, uh, but he seemed so sad and sort of lonely, and anyway, he's gay mostly and that idea of uh, people identifying as gay or even straight and still having an attraction to, or even not necessarily an attraction, just wanting sex mm-hmm. and getting it from someone who is not in that category, like a, a straight cis man having sex with another cis man right. type of thing, like that idea of, is, it's like, yeah, I mean, Sometimes that happens, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean one thing or another, but it's it's a thing that like for a very long time because of binary thinking You immediately think like, okay, this means this and so that is absolute And that's part of the problem with binary thinking. And so for that I was actually really like, okay, like Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: I don't know. Right. Yeah. And I think I, I mm. sort of have a similar problem with her that I that I do with Wanda, that mm. sort of push and pull of, like, well, this makes sense, but also, like, what are you saying about a specific character? And they're yeah. only the only representations mm. of, you know, their, you know, identity, but also mm. they're not the main character, so I don't get to spend that much time in them. So I kind of, in sort of the same way, went back and forth, whether I was like, oh, actually, that makes sense. It's really interesting, but also... It seems problematic to me, and I don't mm. really know where I come down on a lot of it.
1: Mm. I do really like the way that Foxglove reacted, because uh, that was like, yes. A, being very mad, being very, like, angry about it, but also like, well, of course I'm mad. We have to save for a child now. Yeah, and she's right. like, aww. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that was kind of great. But, yeah. yeah. And they got the No, I, I
0: liked that. <laughs> and I was like, at least, like, somebody has a,
1: like, good relationship with yeah. all of this. At least there's a good queer relationship in this somewhere. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, like I think we, we've run through most everything. The only thing we haven't talked about is those moments at the end oh. where we get to meet this aunt. This aunt who essentially, uh, it's it's kind of thrown out there in one of the first chapters of like, oh yeah, you know, the only member of my family that talks to me is my aunt and she just mostly that I'll see the light but eh, at least she talks to me right and it's just like and then we get to meet her specifically Barbie gets to meet her and mm-hmm. she says uh, basically they aren't broad-minded like me you make sure that you talk about their son bolded uh, they've been hurt enough by all this you don't want to make any make things any harder for them you understand what I'm saying so essentially they've kicked aside their child because they are trans, because she's a trans woman, refuse to acknowledge that they exist, are basically assuming that they're dead already. Now Wanda is dead and it basically their their pain at the fact quote unquote pain at the fact that they their child wasn't Born cis, is prioritized over oh, yeah. over Wanda's mm-hmm. existence and death, and it was very real. Like that was a huge it's gut punch.
0: Oh, so real and so hard to read, but yeah. so. And the bit where they talk about like how Wanda looks good now because they cut her hair and put her in a suit. I was yeah. That that's I had to put it down for a second. Yes. I was just like. But again so mm-hmm. real it's like that's exactly what happens mm-hmm. you know she's dead and so her parents have mm. repossessed their ownership over her body and her identity yeah. and i was just like and it was one of those things where you know you want barbie to be like no fuck you, you're wrong and like tell all these people off but yeah. like at the same time you're like yeah, i get it like mm. she doesn't have a lot of power here mm-hmm. like there's nothing she can actually Like, Mm -hmm. you want the good, like, yelling, screaming, Mm -hmm. like, you're horrible bigots and fuck you, but, like, Mm -hmm. it's not going to change anything. And she's trying to go to her friend's funeral and all this stuff, and it's just, like...
1: And it did feel (sighs) very realistic, because I don't know a lot of people that would. Like, everybody thinks when they're in the moment, they'll stand up and they'll scream and they'll yell and they'll shake the casket and say, this is not who this was, but... You, you don't, you wouldn't. You I thought the way that Barbie don't. handles it yeah. is pretty
0: accurate and also very moving, mm-hmm. you know? yeah.
1: like part of it part of it is also because Wanda exists to give Barbie a change. Mm-hmm. Wanda's death exists to yeah. enact a change in Barbie. but yeah, considering it could have been worse. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean,
0: it, it, it's mm. sort of you got the two ways like you can list sort of the ways that the the mm. Story itself could be changed to make mm. it better, but within the context of the, t- context of the choices that were made it, Just sort of accepting them as I read. I was like, mm. well, yeah, like yeah, this feels real this feels believable like mm. I you know when when Barbie stays after the funeral and crosses out, you know, the dead name with lipstick yep. and writes Wanda mm-hmm. on it, and I was just like, ugh! Yep. And like that's, that's like the Wanda. most beautiful yes. panel in the whole mm-hmm. thing, maybe, too, with just mm-hmm. like, it's got, um, for those of you who can't see it, it's, mm-hmm. you know, skin tones and darkness for the most part, and grays, and just this beautiful, like, bright pink lipstick, yeah. just crosses out, right, writes Wanda on the
1: headstone, yeah, I can't remember. I, I, I can easily Google, but I can't remember the name of the uh, artist that uh, did the. Actually, we've got it right here. Uh, who I, might be at the to front? Look
0: on, cause in the back, they tell you who did which mm. chapter. Ah, uh, okay.
1: But yeah, this the. is a bunch of artists on this. This is really good color work. Whoever did the coloring on it, like, it's really just that idea of, like, these stark lights, like your your whites, creams, and blacks, and then right over the gray, you've got this vibrant pink Wanda. Oh, it might have been the same color yeah. all the way through. Denny Vozo Okay. Well, I love it. Like, I think that this is, it is a really, if you're going to go down this path, I don't recommend people go down this path. We've seen enough dead trans people, yes. but honestly, <laughs> if you're going to go down this path, that's, that's what you need to, that's the bar, like that's the bar right there. Um, So we've gone through pretty much everything that I wanted to talk about with it. Uh, Let's talk about whether it was enjoyable and whether it was transphobic. Is there anything you want to throw out before we do? Is there something that you're just like... ah? I feel like the answers to those questions are Mm
0: -hmm. harder to to give than than usual. Yeah. You know, usually I have You know, even if I'm like, well, it was transphobic, but only partly or something Mm. like that, I usually have sort of a a scale at which I'm like, Mm. um, you know, X, Y, and Z was good, but, you know, Mm. A, B, and C were bad, so it kind of comes down on a, you know, a six or a five or whatever. Mm. But I really, I'm having a hard time deciding. I go back and forth. And one of my usual criteria that I sort of reach for is how I think people consuming this. Like the message I think they will take away. Not necessarily the message that the artist intends, but Mm. like, because I think a lot of times I can read something and go like, they didn't mean anything bad, but somebody who's already a little transphobic is gonna take this as permission to, you know, Mm -hmm. think X and you know, I might, I don't know, like, I feel like uh, from what I've seen, you know, I sort of poked around in like chat forums and stuff like that Mm. to see, and. It seemed very divided as far as like what people thought about it, what people thought about the gender dynamics in general. Mm-hmm. Um, this seems to be the salmon that people are the least like they don't. I, I saw a lot of my reaction just in general, like mm-hmm. I don't really know what the message is. Is mm-hmm. the message about how your childhood identity is bad for you and you need to shed it, or mm-hmm. is it the message that people should be more empowered to have their identities and they're not, and that's bad? And mm-hmm. like, and I feel like depending on what. You come down on really changes how transphobic I feel that it is. Like, there are definitely problems. Most of the stuff is either like the general sense of once again, we have a dead trans person to have Mm. add meaning to the life of a cis person Mm. and the sort of like binary thinking in the body stuff is problematic for me, Mm. but I also got a lot of joy from certain bits of Wanda's story and I also sort of felt like the the question of identity being denied to people again like it's kind of questionable to have like this trans person to illustrate the journey of a cis person but Mm -hmm. I did feel like you know Barbie is also denied a lot of agency and identity in a similar way Mm. like within the in the scope of the, the, um, you know, this sort of dream world that she's become an accidental creator of and yet has no power over, and actually has power over her, and, you know, she's trying to live in this sort of, like, dual identity of, like, recent divorcee, and, like, I got the impression that her life before she was divorced was, like, really, like, classically perfect. Like, Mm -hmm. literally, her husband's name is Ken. It's Barbie and Ken in their perfect world.
1: I can't remember because ex- I didn't reread the first the, the the graphic novel that came before this one. But she was a part of the like very end of the graphic novel that came before it. I think so that they could signal going into this one, right? Um, and like her husband yeah. thinks about
0: numbers or something yeah. like that. Mm. And so my ultimate objection, mm. aside like the actual sort of like viewing mm. it just as a story in its own right outside of context, this mm. idea that like. You know she and she and Wanda sort of I think both come out you know f- for the worst as far as like who accepts their identity but also there's a sense that they you know Barbie through you know sort of her actions and Wanda unfortunately through we're seeing her happy with death mm-hmm. and, and in what the narrative has told us is the person she wants to be or views herself as right and, like the, the, the world has denied them, but they have some kind of inner sense that is sort of proven throughout, and I, I, I felt like this story was more about the ways in which life doesn't like sort of denies you your, your self-actualized identity mm. and that I didn't hate, and that I think there's like a place to talk about that as far as it, it pertains to trans folk because, you know, we do sort of You know, even in our sort of perfect dreams where we think, you know, transphobia is going to be a thing of the past and gender binary is going to be a thing of the past and essentialism and all that sort of stuff, like there are still a lot of questions even for us of like what would that look like and what are the practical as well as social constraints of that. So so yeah, I would say there's a lot of problems and transphobic bits, but overall, I felt more positive than negative about it, especially considering when it was written. Like, I would, you know, if it was now, it it feels a little dated Mm. now, but, you know, it would have been a little bit more forward for its time when it came out,
1: too, so. Yeah. I feel very similar, like, in that, A, there is always going to be a connection for me to Sandman Comics because of what I talked about earlier, the fact that it got me to read for pleasure. Um, But, at the same time, like it was, it was great. It was a great story. I enjoy, it. as far as the enjoyment factor, I really do enjoy it, and I recommend reading all of the Sandman in general. Um, as far as on the transphobic scale, I feel like it's transphobic in that way that it throws a lot of transphobic people and ideas, and has one character, one character, and in the end, two that are still in some ways perpetuating them but feel realistic, but you've got one who is just unabashedly no, this is who I am, but it's written from the perspective of someone who isn't from that background, and so some of it gets lost. And so I I feel like it's so close. Yeah. Is what it is. But at the same time, if you're one of those people that uh if you're if you Particularly like have uh, triggers about specifically like hearing people constantly misgendering other people and uh, using that as a tool and again like dead trans people. Mm. I, I mean who doesn't have that trigger? But, I mean like, that's, that's Like <laughs> but you know what I mean like that that like if these are parts of your triggers I don't recommend it don't don't read it but yeah. if this is a thing that you're like hey this is as far as like historically speaking this is not that bad it's been there have been worse portrayals but that doesn't mean it's a great portrayal and so for me i don't even know that i can necessarily put it on a scale it's just conditionally transphobic (laughs) or not it's conditionally transphobic or empowering like depending on
0: and i think that's true like i feel like especially talking about it as a trans reader Mm. um you know, you can, depending on, as you say, what your mm-hmm. triggers are and what you sort of want to get out of it, mm-hmm. you can sort of look at it from a le- either lens. Mm-hmm. And you can be like, I want to sort of focus or like, I-, I want something good from this and like, what can you give me that is wonderful, Sandman? Or you can be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I can use this as a reminder. Like, look really, at all this, all look look tr- this out-of-context oh bullshit gosh, that's going on. Oh yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I would rather mm-hmm. that it was just like, the Sandman mm. issue about Wanda and her amazing dreams and
1: like, her life, but... Yeah. yeah. give us more Wanda. <laughs> more Wanda, oh. Okay. Yeah. If, if... I turn, turn her like, into uh-huh. some
0: kind of goddess who like, hangs out with Death. Yeah. And like, ha- like Death can be her new Barbie and they can just mm. be pals and like,
1: do stuff. Yeah. I don't know, something. <laughs> like, I mean... We... For, for a little while they were talking about, and I don't know if they actually pulled the trigger on it or not, but uh, they talked about doing like, Sandman sequels, uh, like, this was... Ten years ago, but like like sequel or prequel series, and she's like, yeah, more more of this. Uh, the other character that we don't talk about because they don't appear in this graphic novel that I'd love to bring you back for a future episode is the character of Desire, because yes, I you know love the, to talk about desire. Yeah, desire, desire is great. Yes. Uh, Desire is neither male nor female. Desire yeah. is... and so like it's all like Desire lives in a giant gold statue of themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like there's this whole like that whole character it's like constantly followed by Desire's sister, Despair. And like it, there's just so much to that character as well. I'd love to get into at another point. Yeah. Um, I realized that we're kind of ending this on a non-committed, but a non-committed level. I can't like I can commit. Just, I want yeah. to. I yeah. very
0: rarely have this problem. Yeah. I just can't mm-hmm. really decide. And I think there are good parts and bad parts and sort of in the middle parts and mm. things can be better. But ultimately, like I can't really say yes or no or yeah. even give it a number. I don't think I can.
1: I think I think I leave it at it's problematic, but read it if you, especially if you're looking for like the history, if you're looking for, like, Mm -hmm. portrayals that, like, yeah, this is something that people talk about. This is a portrayal of a trans character in a comic book. This is, that's not necessarily done the best, but not necessarily done the worst. There's good, there's good moments and there's bad moments. It's problematic, Mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily terrible. Hmm.
0: Also, I know this came way before, but I kept hearing... In, in Spectre, Ernst Blofeld talking with the cuckoo the whole time. Yeah. It was freaking me out. <laughs> did you know that the cuckoo thing is so overused and like yeah. this is from the 90s and like probably like maybe mm. it wasn't as, But like recently I've been noticing it everywhere. Mm. They did it in in uh, Spectre and mm. in the same year 2006 they did it in the um, uh, Jungle Book, the live Jungle Book. Really? Yeah, because Shere Khan's trying to get like the wolf mom to like give up the location of Mowgli, and so he gets all the little cubs together and he tells them about the cuckoo bird that infiltrates the nest mm. and kills all the babies because the mom like loves the cuckoo bird better mm. and like I don't know. Mm. I'm really not a fan of this like nature metaphor yeah. that's become so popular huh. right now. Mm. And and I have to say like it wasn't really related to transphobia, so we can mm. talk about it, but I. I still don't really understand, like, what the cuckoo is in this, or, like... Yeah, they don't really, really
1: define it. I guess like,
0: I guess that's yeah. kind of the point, when I'm just yeah. like, wait, what? Like, what was all this dirty for, then? Mm. Which I think, like, also maybe led to my sort of sense of, like, you know, when you're using, like, the dead trans character thing, too. Mm. And also, like, I don't even really know why, mm. like, I don't know if it would be better or not, but I don't even really know why thematically mm. she had to die. Like, how did that relate to... You know, like, usually it's like the a very specific lesson, which is yeah. kind of its own problematic right. thing. But also I'm just like, but like, mm-hmm. what even was your
1: point? Yeah. I think it just exemplifies the fact that Neil Gaiman is an idea man, not mm. necessarily a plot man. Like, the yeah. plots are fine, they get the job done, but like, no, oh, right, It's right. It's like Like, oh, like I just invented
0: this like underworld and it's yeah. amazing, or right? mm-hmm. I invented this dreamland,
1: and like, you're yeah. all these great
0: characters, and... You've never seen them before, but my plots are just kind of gonna yeah. do the same thing. That that's I, a great world building
1: you got there. What uh, what goes on in the world? <laughs> I oh no. Yeah. Well, okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Like yeah. I like I love Neverwhere
0: so much, yeah. and that's like the same thing. It's like everywhere I yeah. go, I'm just like, oh, and you had this idea to like name it all after the tube stations. That's so mm-hmm. cool. I've never seen anything like that. And then they just kind of hang out and mm-hmm. do and un- they kill specified certain... things.
1: Yeah, and,
0: like Yeah. The yeah. lady dies.
1: Yeah. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I think, uh, I think that brings this episode to a close. Uh, if you are, I, I want to quickly just advertise, if you're around in New York City, I'm in a show. It's called The Vengeance Room. It's being put on by Step One Theater. Uh, and it's opening February 15th as part of the Frigid Festival, I believe.
0: Yay! I'm
1: going. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, I get to play a character that is decidedly not me. Uh, very very different character than what I'm used to and yeah that's it's gonna awesome. be a good time yeah that's really awesome
0: good for you yeah what
1: are you what are you up to Kelsey where um, people find you if you want yeah. to. yeah
0: uh, you can find me on Facebook Kelsey Jefferson Barrett um, if you're around in New York City you can also see me do a show next week Valentine's Day the 13th and 14th I'm doing uh, a monologue in the in What's it called? I think they just call it the Monologue Festival. Oh really? Uh, I didn't the Hudson that. Warehouse Monologue Festival that they do for Valentine's Day, mm. or it's not really for Valentine's Day, they just kind of chose Valentine's Day mm. as a thing, but they get you know outside submissions of just monologues, mm. like outside of context of a play or anything, and I think there's going to be like 16 monologues from different playwrights and stuff, and that's going to be pretty cool. Also. So yeah, you can see me do that next week if you're around. Alright, and uh, yep,
1: as always, if you want to uh, see anything visually, I'm going to try and splice in some of the comic book panels so that you can actually see what we were talking about. Uh, you got to join our Patreon so that you have access to those videos. wait. It's awesome. Patreon.com slash is it transphobic. Uh, we're hoping to save up for a camera that won't zoom in on our friend Rain Dove's chesticle area. Uh, so, the chestal area as I was calling it. Yeah, no, that was the thing that was happening. So we're gonna have a better- we're hoping to save up for a better camera. Uh, that said, yeah, you can also find us on Twitter at isittransphobic, and yeah, I think we're good! Awesome, thank you so much. Do something physical so that people see what. (laughs) It's so special! You can see
0: my finger guns. Because I'm that kind of broke. Is It Transphobic was produced, edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers.
1: The Is It Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionwords.github.io. The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aledrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaledrin.bandcamp.com.